What's up and welcome to the Los Wise Guys podcast. I am one of your hosts for today, Eslam, a.k.a. Ra, accompanied by Dan the Madman with a special guest later on. How's it going, Dan? It's going all right. It's going all right. In this episode, uh, our special guest and myself have played Ghost of Tsushima and we're giving our first impressions on that. Um, also, we're going to recap what happened at Ubisoft Forward and later on we're going to discuss... What's going to be happening at the Xbox Game Showcase on the 23rd? Our expectations. So Xbox has a lot to deliver. Um, so And they're going to smart deliver. Oh, smart there, it delivery. Is. there it is. There it is. Ah, thank. Um, I was about to thank them. Um, thank you, sit Xbox. Back. <laughs> so sit back, relax, while we whisper that sweet, sweet wisdom in your ears. Music. You are now listening to Los Wise Guys Production. The whole time you're saying this, I'm just thinking to myself, like, I'm upset that my dog got neutered. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, that was an interesting intro. What's up and welcome to the Spice Guys <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, S. I'm accompanied by Dan the Madman with special guest Rusty. Um yeah, so it's good to know about your neutered dog and the yeah. squishy balls. We've talked, we talked about uh, Wait, the dog we did. before. We did. Wait, we weren't, we weren't recording the, the yeah, ball we thing. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, no, I did. Yeah. I recorded that because yeah. I knew it would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, I, I, knew he w- I knew he was doing it. I was like, <laughs> I'm jumping on. I'm jumping on this. I'm jumping in there. I'm getting in there. Uh, yeah, that's what she said. Um, that's what he said, but all right. Well, listen, I guess she could too, 2020. Yeah, she could jump on the balls, bro. <laughs> She wants to get in there. Yep. Um, listen, man. DC Universe app is uh, is I'm gonna say it now. It's officially dying. Um, here's the reason why. Um, Star Girl next season is officially becoming a CW exclusive. So Star Girl is moving <laughs> off <laughs> of the fucking. DC Universe app and is becoming a CW exclusive and when that happens officially I can see um, uh, Doom Patrol moving to HBO Max and Titans finding another home either HBO Max or something but all these shows are going to eventually move off of DC Universe app and they will die now Stargirl is on loan to the CW app because the CW because right now because of COVID they don't have any production in their shows all their shows kind of stalled and so they have no new content to put out so they licensed um, Stargirl to show simultaneously on the C 
CW, um, but it does it like I think a, a day or two after it comes out on the DC Universe app, or like a week later. I'm I'm not exactly sure, but um, I'm very upset that this is happening. It's uh, I I love the DC Universe app. I'm I'm upset this is this is happening. You're upset. The only show that is exclusive to H uh, to DC Universe right now that is worth mentioning is Titans. And I don't even well, like that show. Well, uh, Young Justice, don't forget. I, That's man, awesome. I, keep, I keep forgetting that exists. Yeah, fuck you. That's a great <laughs> show. It, Young Justice Titans, what's the difference? One's animated, one's not, you know? Uh, <laughs> Young Justice is, I would say, way better than Titans. Um, but Titans is a great show as well. Um, but Young Justice hits it out of the park with every season. Um, yeah, man, it's um, it's sad to say, but I I do have a feeling within another year or two, DC Universe is gonna either get absorbed into HBO Max, or it's just gonna die, and its shows, its original content, is just gonna go its separate ways to different networks. Um, but cha, yeah, that's uh, what the hell is Star Girl? Um, she's a superhero she has a um what is the one the what is the staff called the cosmic staff it's the pledge of allegiance staff i don't know yeah so so she has she inherited the cosmic staff which has like a mind of its own and it has powers um she uses it she's like a teen superhero um the show the way the show runs is that there was a starman in the jsa and then she ends up inheriting starman's um the cosmic staff which chose her um and then they're, they're kind of getting the jsa back together with these other teenagers from the, her high school with the help of pat dugan the the guy in the metal robot um i forgot what the robot's called um but yeah it's it's an interesting show i like the um it's the sort story. of based off of jeff john's run right like when he was writing it I don't remember reading those. Okay. Um, but the, I like the story. It's very like it's dark. Um, so and and the the bad guys have a very um, like you can you can empathize with their reason for what they're why they're doing this, right? So it's um, it's interesting. They're playing with a couple of things with the show. It's, but yeah, um, that's what Star Girls is. I have one more. HBO Max um, bit of news. According to the direct, Warner Brothers are developing a Constantine series for HBO Max in addition to their Constantine movie. Uh, live action Constantine movie in development with Bad Robot serving as the production company and J.J. Abrams attached as a producer. Interesting. The film will have a similar feel and tone to Bad Robot's other current upcoming projects, which include Justice League Dark, uh, and the HBO Max show as well for uh, sorry, uh, Justice League Dark HBO Max show as well as the Zatanna movie. So, um, like I'm saying, with all this original content happening over HBO Max for DC, I can definitely see the DC Universe app dying very quickly within a year or two. And we said this before. When yeah, the, we did. When, the, when they started talking about Green Lanterns was going to be on HBO, right there, I was just like, no. no. HBO is the bigger company that have more funding. Um, it's it was inevitable. Um, so yeah. But you know, shit happens. As long as I'm getting, like, I'm sad to see the app die. But as long as I'm getting my 
like good DC content, like I'm good. So. I want to know what's going to happen with the comics. That is DC universe to me. Um, if if it moves from just uh to just a comic app, I would be okay with it. They would have to drop down the price. Nobody's going to buy that. People would consider buying it right now because of the shows. Yeah. But yeah. the shows are no longer exclusive. You get rid of all viewing stuff, any shows, any movies, you get rid of all of that and you only have comics. Nobody reads comics well, anymore. I it's mean, the sad if, truth. If the shows can let's say the the HBO Max shows air on HBO Max and then they are rerun on the DC Universe app, I can see it trying to survive that way. But if that doesn't happen and all the if they if they only end up with two original pieces of content, they're they're never gonna make it. If they ju- are just left with Titans and Young Justice, I mean those are both great shows, but it's not enough variety for people. I know. And and I know they have all the old shit, but all of that stuff is on HBO Max also. Yeah. Well, that's what so. kills me. The good shows are everywhere else. Harley Quinn is on yeah. FX. Yeah, I know. You know, it's like oh, I you- forgot about Harley Quinn. Uh, yeah. Harley Quinn is another show that's great on there. Yeah. Um, and then you have like their animated films that don't even come out there first, right? They come out everywhere else, and then they come out on DVD and stuff yeah. first, and then and then they come out on DC Universe. Yeah. So it's just I don't know, man. Another good news, though, I beat Last of Us, oh, part one. Good for you. Yes. Good for um, you. And I also beat Batman Origins, Arkham Origins. Nice. So I got those two. Does he become Batman at the end? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He becomes <laughs> nice. Batman at the end. Nice. Um, Last of Us was amazing. I... I uh, I guess spoilers if you didn't play the game back in 2013 or 14. <laughs> How did you feel about the ending with Joel and Ellie and everything? Do you feel like Joel it's, made the right call or not? It's funny. Um, Rust- well, Rusty asked me a different question, but it okay. also had to deal with the ending. Did Joel make the right call? I think he made a selfish call, mm-hmm. um, but it's understandable, mm-hmm. right? She, she'd have to die, and then you don't know if that cure would actually be successful right Mm -hmm. um if one person became immune that means there's a possibility for other people to become immune as well Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. scientifically Mm -hmm. and if that's the case there should be a way for you to extract um their immunity without killing them 100 percent. if if the 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 you can definitely well i mean they don't have the tech but if let's say this we had today's tech with their virus, we can extract brain fluid without killing somebody. Like uh, we can get. Past I mean, depending the on the barrier. tech and the people working uh, with the tech and all that I, stuff, maybe. Yeah. Go I ahead. It might be the sequel that has it. It's not really a spoiler. You just get some extra detail. Okay. Uh, you get a. I think you get brain scans and like mm-hmm. an X-ray. Okay. Of Ellie's head. Hmm. We don't have the technology. Oh, we don't. Okay. No. Okay. They explain more <laughs> of. So you'd have to kill her to get it. Yeah, okay, it's pretty okay. much yeah, definitely. And and their technology is really old when you look at it, Islam. I mean, in part two, there's just PlayStation threes all over the place. They're back. <laughs> they're living back in the olden times, you know. Damn. <laughs> um, okay, but again, if if one person was able to get immunity, then more people will. Be in able theory, to you should it. believe that there would be others, right? Others, yes. Yeah. 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 It's just it's only because of a virus like that, like 
like the hum- humans are complex, but like with a virus like that, eventually someone builds up an immunity, right? If if you're going to generations, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's implied that the like the world's like infrastructure and governmental uh-huh. systems fell apart pretty quickly after yeah. outbreak day, and then it's yeah. twenty years after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people don't even know from state to state. It, exactly. It's all it's all rumor. You, we don't even know how many human beings are out there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so there could be a bunch of there could be like a whole society of people that are immune. So you know what I mean. Um, or there could be no one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just as like up in the air. Well, yeah, because there's no communication. So. Well, everybody it's... thinks that they are the last of them. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. The cannibal stuff was interesting though. Oh and yeah, the, with the, the first one with David and all that. Yeah. Fun fact: uh, my mom just finished watching the YouTube stuff I was talking about nice. last week. How'd she like it? Um, she was she was like she she enjoyed it, and then like the way it ends, where mm-hmm. it's like Ellie's asking Joel, it's like, "Is it true? Swear to me, it's true." And he says, "I swear." Mm-hmm. She says, "Okay," and then it ends. Mom's like, "That's the end." I'm like that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. And she's like, "Why did it, why did it end? Like like what happens next?" I was like, "Oh well, this is it for now." Yeah, there's there's a part. Wait, two so right you sh- now. you showed your mom all the cutscenes of the first game? Uh, I found this thing. Well. W- uh, uh, Rusty, which you should do. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you anyway, but you could go back. You could download the last episode. Subscribe. Give us that download. <laughs> um, but uh, in the last episode, I discussed uh, that there is this YouTube uh, channel. There, there was this guy who actually did like a cinematic cut of the first Last of Us game. He split it up into about seven episodes. I think it was. They're all more or less around 40 minutes. So there's a little bit of gameplay. Okay. And cutscenes, and then you know it's like when they're just talking, like walking around talking and stuff like that. Yeah. He tried to give it uh, a little bit of a cinematic feel. Nice. So, so it's just not, to it's tie not it all bad. into one story. Yeah. Nice. I mean, but there are a few things he didn't touch on here and there, which mm-hmm. because I know the story, I you know I know what's going on, and uh, but no, it was it was a pretty cool uh, it was a pretty cool thing. Nice. So. So yeah, I I had asked Eslam after he told me he beat the game. Mm-hmm. Um what what his impression was of the meaning behind Ellie saying okay as in did is she saying okay i believe you mm-hmm. or is she saying okay i accept i accept <laughs> what you're lie. saying i can't i can't prove that you're saying something that's not true yeah and yeah. Yeah, what, said you it really say well that, i yeah. think he said yeah well you you go ahead Eslon. yeah i think i said in the sense that she she doesn't believe him, but she just lied to herself. And interesting, like, cause because they so in the story they they both are missing something, right? He's missing a daughter, and she's missing a family. Like she talks about it every time she gets close to someone, they get killed. And this is the only person that has survived this long with her. So it's just like, at the end of the day, he did all this to save her, and then is she gonna like, well, fuck you, you know? But yeah. in, so I think she just lied to herself because they need each other. Yeah, uh, okay. like you know, in a, in that kind of world. So, well, Eslam, are you gonna play <clears throat> Left for Dead? I mean, Left Behind. You know, are you play Left for Dead? Too? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I will play Left Behind. Yeah. Um, I'm just taking a break right now because that shit was intense. What about Left for Dead? <laughs> Left I'm I'm, for I'm dead. more curious on that one now. No, I'm good. I'm not playing Left for Please Dead. Don't, don't play Left for Dead. No, play Left Hang for on, dead. Left for Dead is not horrible. It it's is not- now. It's too old, man. No one cares. <sighs> oh, look at you! It's a, it, oh, I live. I live in the new, updated world. I, God forbid, I play these older games. Left for, when's the last time you played Left 4 Dead? Back when it was popular. 
but so you're gonna play Left Behind? Yes, yes, I will definitely. But um, Wait. yeah, I just took a break because that shit. Like I was yelling at the TV. It's emotionally taxing at times. It is because yeah. wait some... till you play Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> but see, like, like Daniel, you would agree with me that like just based off of his his takeaway from the end of Last of Us Part One, yeah, I'm pretty confident that he's gonna not say things that anger me about Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> Yeah. You and I never had our discussion about Last of Us Part 2, so it's like oh. I don't even know what would anger you. Yeah, what if you anger me? What if we anger each other? It's possible. It's possible. We'll see. You we'll like see. the you like Iron Man. So, I got no problem angering you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. No, yeah, I, we got to I don't know your opinions. I I I would assume we would I, mean, I, I, feel, I can I, like... I can make it really simple without any spoilers. Are you sure about that? Yeah, <laughs> you struggled last time. <laughs> last time it was the last time it was a misconception on on what we said. Why, uh, look, still, why are you giving warnings if the warning is that there's not going to be spoilers? What we can uh, all we can all agree <laughs> that Eslam had the greatest edit ever. Yes. <laughs> in yes, it, was a, it was a good edit. Anyways, um, favorite game of the generation. Uh, Pretty much flawless in my eyes. Really? Yep. I agree with you 100%. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he made it sound like he was about to shit on you for a second. I, w- I was ready. I was like, come at me with your bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my no, God. No, I, I 100% agree with you. Definitely. And I, th- I think I'll agree with, with both of you as well when I play it, but... Yeah, we'll see. Um, I, I I honestly enjoyed the shit out of this game. It was um, it was amazing. I, I enjoyed playing as Ellie because I didn't have to make shivs. Right. Like her right, her How knife awesome was just was like that? always ready. How awesome And I was stealth that? killed like everybody because of that. There's like, a oh. there's a comic uh, that explains how Ellie got the knife. Oh, and nice. everything like that. There's like I never read thing. it. American something, right? Uh, it's um, American Horror my... Story. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> American something. It's uh, it was his uh, her mom. Her it was her mom's switchblade yeah, that she nice. gave to her. So I didn't. I I I've glanced at it. I didn't read the whole thing. If you like the way that the combat felt suddenly, like like I, I know you like you're playing as a girl when you transition from Joel to Ellie mm-hmm. as like a child. But yeah, because of the shiv, you start feeling like even a little bit more powerful because yeah. you, you don't have to craft stuff and you can just kind of sneak up. on Like people. I mean, you could definitely feel it because it's. Like, I couldn't attack anybody head-on because they'll just, like, yeah. push her aside and fucking put her in a yeah, chokehold. They'll, yeah, yeah, they'll take her out. So, it's just, like, it was just easier to, also because she's smaller. It's yeah. easier to stealth with her. Exactly, I could, yeah, like, easier to Like, stealth. they could be walking by, yeah. and I can, I'll can i stop, let them just walk by, and then I'll go right behind them. They won't really hear me, and then just, boom, jump, shift their neck, and done. Um, that, um, that, like, sense of personality you get from how they change her gameplay. Yes. It translates and grows so well in the sequel yes awesome in, in nice. ter- and uh, yeah no it's, it's it's fantastic one thing that that i never truly understood why and i i don't know nobody else ever had the same uh i guess reaction but when i played as ellie in the first game for some reason i'm a beast with a bow and an arrow using ellie yeah i can't do it with joel <laughs> oh not um with joel it's like i'm mediocre to like just trash with a bow and arrow I'm Ellie. I'm just just hitting people in the eyeballs. I got the hang with the bow. I just didn't like the curve. Yeah. In, in I the think first game, I think it's possible that they 
they could have made the mechanics for her bow slightly easier but it's for like, her what, segment of the game. You, th- because you think that's what it is? Um, I, 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 story-wise, I, I it wouldn't make sense. No, she's she's small, weak, less like experience in general. Yeah. But in terms of like gameplay-wise, I know that when you got the bow and arrow with Joel, it was hard to find ammo for it. Because mm-hmm. they still wanted you to feel like you had to juggle between all your weapons with oh, yeah, the yeah. little bit of ammo that you had. But then I think once you were Ellie, that ch- that winter chapter is really, like, packed. Yeah. And I think they just want you to kind of go all out in winter. Yeah. So I think it's po- it's possible they could have, like, buffed up the bow a little bit for that sequence. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, That's what, what I always I, assume. But What I can tell you is, you know... The bow is fucking awesome in the sequel. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to Dan about the mechanics because I didn't really enjoy the mechanics in the yeah, first that, game. Yeah, that curve is gone. Um, but uh, yeah, it just, from, it just I guess makes more maybe sense. if you're going the, from the distance. The maybe. most important ability but. that they introduced in the sequel that somehow it, it changes the entire vibe and feel of, of the gameplay is the ability to dodge. Nice. Okay. They, they Very good. L one L one you hold to sprint still, and now oh. if you if you tap L one. You dodge out of the way, yep. and it, okay, it adds that's great. this like flow. So to... <laughs> I was telling Dan the last episode um, when I first started playing Last of Us, <clears throat> I had a, an issue with the, just converting from playing Batman, the Arkham mm-hmm. games, mm-hmm. into this game. Because then when I got swarmed with like zombies, I was trying to like fucking like hit them, sm- and then bomb. like dodge like batman like press like the a twice <laughs> and jump and dodge. Over me. like just bump no not <laughs> not jump over them just like jump and like do the combat roll backwards yeah you know like jump to the side or something i was like why isn't this working well how <laughs> awesome would it have been if joel just starts flipping over them <laughs> oh that would have been good yo it would have been over i wouldn't have had an issue with that game at all smack him with his backpack yeah. he goes over there <laughs> <laughs> now there's sun Oh my god. Okay, I just want to talk about Batman Arkham Origins. Yeah, real go quick. for it. Because I really enjoyed the story. Do me a favor, um, spoil the story for me if we're okay with doing that on the. Yeah, I don't that's know fine. the game. Yeah, I, I want to know. I think with this like, game. Like I said, fine. it's, it's, been it's, out for it's a my while. favorite of the Arkhams. So so the story goes like you start out playing, um, you're going after Black Mask, uh, right? Um, I forget his first name, but his last name is Cyrus. Black. Oh. Right? <laughs> 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 didn't even Victor? hesitate didn't even hesitate <laughs> it's like black you know what and br- the last I'm, name is mask i'm bringing back the segment from last week rusty you get a point <laughs> you get, he gets an award uh, you, get, you get a, i started giving awards last time i gave the audience like negative two um <laughs> no so his, his last name is sionis um, and then you're, I was like, when I saw the trailer and then when the game started, I was like, oh shit, it's going to mostly deal with Black Mask. I was excited, right? He got all these assassins and then you start seeing <clears throat> these characters for the first time before you, you see them again in, um, in like Arkham Asylum or Arkham City. I love the way Bane looked. I was like, this is awesome. I love the, the whole thing they did with the formula where it's like, he's trying to figure out how to make the formula where he doesn't become stupid using it. Um, so you go through that, then you, then you learn later on that, uh, Sion is pretty much got like taken out by the Joker and then the Joker's, um, dressed as Black Mask 
and ordering his men around and shit. And then Batman figures it out. He calls him out. And then he's like, you ruined my fun, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, that's when it starts. <clears throat> now I'm going after the Joker. Um, uh, th- th- there comes to the first climax with the Joker when you beat him. You you kind of, ex- like, there was an explosion. You're falling from the from a high building. but And Batman, you know, saves the Joker. And when they land, he's like, like the Joker's baffled as to why he saved him. He's like, I just, I killed a lot of people. Like, if anybody deserved to die, it was me. Why did you save me? And um, <clears throat> and Batman's like, he's like, that's not how I do things. And then like that's when it kind of clicks in the Joker's head. It's like, all right, this is like, like he he almost like falls in love with Batman in that moment. To like, <clears throat> all right, he saved me, even though I'm like the worst human being on earth. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something there. And he's like, now my goal is to have him kill me. Like, this is... He's gonna kill... I'm gonna make him kill somebody. What do you mean falls in love? He gets infatuated with yes. the, the the relationship he has with Batman in the sense of, like, I want you to kill me. You're not gonna kill me. We're gonna see who breaks first. Do yeah, they right? show it Do they show it as, as him being, <clears throat> I mean, closer to in love with him? Or is it more about him getting obsessed with the challenge... Of breaking someone as crazy as him, but on the like I, I guess spectrum. I'm using um, well, it's love Scott is Snyder's because it depends words? on yeah. Some people have yeah. written him as he uh, he is very much infatuated. Like he's in love with him in the sense of like like you're saying with Scott Snyder. Yeah. And what was it? Death of the Death family. Of the family. Yeah. Death of the family, where Joker started taking out the whole Bat family because he's <clears> like, you love them more than you love me, but I've been here from the beginning. He's like they He's made like, you weaker. Like exactly. you, you make you got these allies. I made you They've stronger. made you weaker. Yeah. I challenge you. I make you stronger. Yeah. He's trying to right? show that he truly loves them, unlike the Bat Family does. Yeah. So that was his mentality in that game, and that's kind of what I took in the way he reacted when Batman huh. saved him in this game. Um, I could be wrong, but like that's what that's that was my take on it. Mm-hmm. And then in the second time you you fight Joker when he takes over Blackgate. Um, you go in, and then he he and Bane, like, devise this plan, right? So Batman has to fight Bane. Bane's heart monitor is connected. Uh, his heart rate is connected to this monitor that's charging up this, like, execution electric chair that the Joker straps himself in. He's like, you either kill Bane, right, or um, or Bane kills you. Or if you just knock Bane out, his heartbeat will eventually charge this chair, and then the chair will kill me. So either way, someone has to die. Like this is your, this is the choice you have to make. Someone has to die. Who is it gonna be? Is it gonna be you? Is it gonna be me? Or is it gonna be Bane? Are you gonna kill someone? <clears throat> so he's like forcing his hand. Okay. God, I love this game. Yeah. <laughs> and then what Batman does? He had um, gotten these uh, shock gloves from another yeah, he villain did. earlier yeah, on. He did. So what he does is like, oh, I can stop Bane's heart and then start it again with these shot gloves, right? So he stops Bane's heart, right? He puts him in uh, cardiac pulmonary arrest. And then um, the Joker's like, oh, okay, he killed Bane. Then he kind of like leaves because the cops were coming in. And then Gordon's like, oh, what did you do? He's like, I just stopped his heart. I'm about to restart it. So he restarts Bane's heart. Then when he runs, then when you're coming to the second climax with the Joker, and then he's like, oh, Bane's alive. And then he's like, no, he's not. You killed him. He pulls out the heart monitor and sees that Bane's heart still ticking. And then he's like, that's not funny. Like, he he gets so disappointed that, like, Batman, like, lied to him and, 
you know, it's just that he's like, oh, you find you found a way to like to Batman yourself out of the situation. Exactly. <laughs> and then like while he's like being strapped and taken back into Blackgate, he's just like he's like, that's not funny. And then he's just like doing his Joker laugh and he's talking to himself, trying to. But there's another scene <clears throat> that I didn't mention. But when he first gets caught and he's talking to um, Harleen Quinzel, um he he goes in his head and he, they do one of those like sequences of like you know when you when you get gasped by the um yeah yeah by um what's scarecrow. scarecrow um and then you're 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 the joker you're walking through your own mind and then there's like this bat creature that's like trying to kill you <clears throat> and at the second climax with the joker when batman was just like bunching the shit out of him the joker visualizes that creature about to kill him but Batman does, he just knocks him out and then, you know, so the Joker is just like, he's infatuated with the idea of trying to get Batman to kill him because he's such a piece of shit. And he's like, I, I need you to do this. You're like, you're the only one like worthy. So that's what I got from the story. And then there's like other stuff going on as well. Yeah. Um, you, you, you get, Shiva gets introduced and then she's like, oh, the master needs to speak to with you. And that starts the whole storyline of um, Ra's al Ghul. And then you have the... um. Uh, what else was happening? Oh, you got. I know there's a confrontation with Deadshot, another with Deathstroke. I don't even remember Deadshot. Maybe I'm I wrong. Do. Maybe Deadshot was a different game, but I remember dealing with Deadshot in one of the Arkham games. I well, in Arkham City. Is right? that what it is? Was, yeah, he was killing people, and then you you stop him. But okay, I don't so it wasn't remember. This one. Like he was supposed to be in this game. I, he was one of the assassins, but I don't remember running into him. It had to. Is he ricocheting bullets off of stuff while you're trying to get to him or something like that? Or All right, maybe I didn't get to that part yet. But oh. like when when I finished the main story, there was like Batman was like, "Oh, there's still some loose ends I have to tie up. Also, maybe you're still up for it." So I'm I'm gonna go back and do the, some of those stuff, trying to get the other assassins. But because yeah. I remember the the fight with Deathstroke <clears throat> is is the best fight in all of the Arkham games. Yeah, no, that was hands great. down Batman yeah. versus Deathstroke. The, the <laughs> The quote unquote uh, fight with the electrocutioner is the most memorable thing in that game to me. I, I love that part so much. Oh, that was hilarious. the hype that goes into it. And do, do you want to describe that in just quickly? Because I don't remember oh. exactly. So so they make this great cutscene, right? Batman's like coming. So he's he comes in. There's like this. It's like a big like fight yard. Um, there's a bunch of people standing above on like this balcony. They're, like, cheering, and the electrocutioner's coming down. He's, like, smashing his gloves together. Yeah. And then, like, you just press, like, X once, and then it goes into another cutscene. He just, like, pretty much kicks him in the face, knocks him out in, like, one hit. <laughs> nice, like Indiana Jones style. Yeah, yeah exactly. it was just, like, it was the most, like, anticlimactic shit I love shit that, because they built it up very well. Yeah, but it was hilarious. And then it's just, That's like, awesome. just the one shot. I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, that was easy. I actually thought I was playing the game on easy when that happened. I was like, what the fuck did I do? Um, but cool. yeah, man. I might the have game to check was... out the cutscenes for this game. Yeah. I like that it's like a intimate story between uh, Batman and Joker. <clears throat> um, The fact that you played Arkham Origins and Last of Us recently, do you know the one thing that connects those two games? Arkham Origins and Last of Us. Yeah. <clears throat> like the <clears throat> the city building the map building the voice actors oh no i don't pay attention to that the i don't think i know who, I, I paid attention guess, to who's any uh, of the voice actors in batman okay so uh i'll just give you a hint joel is mm -hmm. in 
Arkham Origins. Can you guess what character he plays? Is it Gordon? Joker. Oh, I was, really? I, was, I, was, <laughs> I could see that. Troy Wait, Baker's got that range, man. Oh, that's Troy Baker? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Tell me, tell, me, tell me he didn't sound like... You didn't even realize it wasn't Mark Hamill. Dude, yeah, no, it sounded exactly like Mark Hamill. He's that's the only other like, person that can yeah. like perfectly That's why I was Mark like, wait, Hamill's Joel voice. is Mark Hamill? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, god damn. What? Luke Skywalker saved <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. Why did I love have that. the force? <laughs> like, damn, I, didn't, I didn't know Joel was Mark Hamill. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, uh, it's fu- like, he could be shiving a fucking clicker and be like, put a smile on that face. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Ellie's just looking at him like he's a psychopath. <laughs> well, he is, but... <laughs> Yeah, uh, um, but yeah, so that's my uh, last week of gaming experience. Now, all of us just got this game. Um, you guys started playing it. How has been Ghost of the Shima? <laughs> <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima is... Uh, yeah, Ghost of the Shima. It's a very entertaining game. It's a very entertaining game. Rusty, you're, you're, you're further behind in the game. I mean, you want to describe your experience? Uh, yeah, so I've just, um, I'm still in the prologue mission. I haven't been, like, uh, let out into the open world yet, but I've played enough to, uh, get the combat, um, basics, and I've gotten to, like, face, I don't know, about 30, 40, uh, Mongols now. Um, I'm absolutely loving it so far. It, in terms of the presentation, is just absolutely stunning, and I just love how... Essentially, like, I so I'm a, I'm like begrudgingly a fan of Assassin's Creed. I mm-hmm. play all of them, and I and I'm angry at all of them. Yeah, as, because, you, as you should be. Yeah, because because those games always they have kind of like beautiful worlds. Um, they're they're set in like awesome uh you know historical periods, mm-hmm. but they never have that cinematic execution and quality. They don't seem to care about the actual story. It's just like a corporation pumping out a game yep. year after year. Um, so this is really it's 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 extra exciting for me that it, like Ghost of Tsushima feels to me like what would happen if if a world of Assassin's Creed got the level of polish that it deserved from a AAA studio and a AAA mm-hmm. budget, um, and that's that's everything we're getting so far. You can yeah. just tell that they care so much um, about the presentation, the music, the visuals, every the the voice acting. I love so far the opening cutscene with uh, Houghton Houghton Kong. Yeah. I guess the the cousin of of Kublai, but ah, yeah, I'm just in love with it. And then the combat, I'm I'm playing the game um, on hard, and the combat is kicking my ass. Um, okay, but when I, I, I just good, left it on medium. When I do good in with the hard combat, what I've noticed from the hard <clears throat> combat is like your 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 parry window is extremely small. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can mess you up, and like if they hit you twice, you're dead. That's yeah. that's it. Oh, wow, um, is that realistic? Not yeah. for nothing, uh, oh, nice. medium isn't that far different from that. I mean, granted, the parry thing is, I would assume, it's 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 easier to parry. But in terms of them hitting you, I, and yeah. that's one of the things I think Sucker Punch uh, was talking about when they were developing the game. It's just like, we're trying to make it, you know, kind of realistic, where if, like, somebody's coming at you with a katana, you get hit a few times, you're not going to be okay. Yeah. Like They, you're they gonna said they, they maintain the lethality yeah. and that the difficulty goes up in terms of the precision that's needed. Yeah. Um, I just yeah. wanted to, like you were talking about, like the, like the the amount of detail and and the love that they put into the game. Yeah. Um, 
I saw that like that there was, has been Japanese critics that um, have been talking about the game and how much like they are like excited by it and like yeah. they they love what they're seeing. So I, if you have like the if you're making a Japanese based game and then like Japanese people are like, oh my god, this is great! I think you've like succeeded in your craft. Yeah, and like I've seen interviews with with the team, like they're they're like a just a bunch of western american like white guys yeah. a lot of them are white i don't i don't really know what the spread is across the company but they said like from the beginning they were humble about it and they mm. knew they knew the kind of backlash they could get if they screwed it up and they yeah. love it but even even in how much they love japanese culture they're like we know for a fact no matter how much we love it we're gaijin and yeah. we need to hire the right consultants speak to the right people get the right historians involved and they kept them there like every step of the way i read a review that was specifically reviewing it i think it was a japanese review or a translated japanese review that was it was reviewing it in terms of like accuracy to, to japanese culture and they were saying mm -hmm. that like there are like intricacies of the japanese mm -hmm. dialogue that like mm -hmm. they get the right the, like the exact right pronunciation and use of oh, the nice. word that there's no way they could have gotten without having a, like a, a native Japanese yeah, like, yeah. linguist. Oh, that's fantastic! Tell them. Yeah. And, and they killed it, man. It's just like, <clears throat> like you're saying, um, a lot of people because I hear everybody's talking about visually how great it looks, and it does. But like you mentioned, the dialogue, uh, that's something I don't hear as much credit going around. But granted, the game just came out, so we're gonna yeah. be hearing about it. But it's it is phenomenal. It's just like I can't even imagine switching it to English. Um, <laughs> It's like I have oh, it in Japanese. Wait. Yeah. Okay, you have it in Japanese. Yeah. So I haven't switched to Japanese yet. That's oh. gonna be. So you're talking about the Japanese quality. I'm talking about yeah. the American English. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, you. So. So just to clarify what I was talking about, I was really impressed with the English voice acting of Koton Kong. Okay. Um. I, the reason I kept it on English is because it's lip synced to English. The character models speak english mm -hmm. um so it was i i know that it was going to be a little jarring for me to to play it in japanese mm -hmm. um first uh but yeah i want to know what you think about the japanese track like wh what do you like so much about um it? So, i mean you don't speak it so how do you know it's good i mean no it's just like with the because i've played games like yakuza i love yakuza okay. uh, that's you got some so i just wanted to it's like how do you know it's good i'm like we, we i we we watched a lot of anime. You watch enough, okay? Yeah, yeah. All right. yeah. It's just like yeah. we're used you kind to of, hearing you the could Japanese tell, yeah. and seeing what's that? No, I was just gonna say like you could kind of tell <laughs> after a while, like yeah, yeah. Like uh, Yakuza is a game that's made in Japan, all this other stuff, and it's yeah. the same. It's one of those things where it's like it's something that it's so good that you don't think about it, mm. and that's how you know it's at its best. If you don't have to, if it doesn't draw attention to itself, they're doing a good job for something like dialogue. Um, okay. And this game, it does that, but it's like, it's just like, like Eslam's to say, I was going to get to that. When it's in terms of anime and stuff like that, you could tell when it's just like, it's just not there. It's not like top quality. And you could see it's like their emotions are not matching the way the scene's going and stuff like that. Okay. This is something where it's like, you feel everything that they're saying. Like, it just. If I understand correctly, it's kind of like they, they give an actual grounded dramatic performance yeah. as opposed to the over the top voices you can get in some anime. Exactly, sometimes. it's that, okay. that's really what it comes down to. Okay. But I mean, just everything about it, uh, it's phenomenal. <clears throat> so I'm guessing you have not messed with Kurosawa mode if you've kept it in English. No, I I so before starting the game, I yeah. was like, 
I was very close to forcing myself to playing the game in Kurosawa. I, I sat there for a while looking at that menu. Eslam, at the I, beginning, it asked you, how do you want to have it? I just sat there just staring at it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's tough. It's so I, I, I mean, I was going back and forth between looking at video footage of Kurosawa mode, hearing the Kurosawa audio uh, versus the color. Like, I didn't, like, lightly choose how I decided to play this yeah, game because yeah. I was definitely being drawn to the Japanese track yeah. and the Kurosawa visuals. Um Oh, but, but essentially, well, what it came it what do. it came down to is like I want I want the initial artistic vision. I want to step into the world like that, and then I'll have I I see the Kurosawa as like still kind of a a filter or like an overlay on top of the original vision, yeah. um, and especially because the audio. So I I was reading about the Kurosawa mode. It's it's not just black and white. So they this is what I was about to get into. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they they like match the black and white levels. Um, of the lighting in a scene to match what film in the 50s and 60s could accomplish, which is like awesome to me. Yeah. And then they and then they put the filters of like the aesthetic filters of like film grain and some like film yeah, yeah. tearing and stuff like that. And then the audio. It's the audio is the best part of the Kurosawa mode. Yes, but <laughs> the the uh, Kurosawa audio is inherently sh like shitty audio. Yeah. I know, but it, it gives you that feel. It, it, it triggers that, like, nostalgic feel really well. Um, but it, like, everything starts sounding really tinny. Yeah. And, um, like, I just feel like that's going to mess with my... Like, I want to I wanna really appreciate it. Yeah. Like, at face value, I guess, for the I mean, first time. So Because that's the thing. It's like, I, I started off uh, in color. And then mm. uh, you're playing the game. And you remember very early on, the first time they give you controls... For like, like you know, you move around playing as Jin or whatever. Right then, I pause the game. I switch over to Kurosawa mode. <laughs> nice. So I did that, and then because I wanted to see what that was like real quick, because I saw everything else in color. I was like, all right, I want to see what this is like. That was cool. Then they, they gave me the first like set of cutscenes where you're confronting the Mongols, this, that, the other. I saw that in Kurosawa mode. Um, when I got the controls back again, I switched back to color, and then I was just doing that a little bit, doing different things here and there. And as of right now. I've pretty much settled on playing the game uh, normal, like in color, because uh, mm -hmm. stylistically it looks phenomenal with all the all the colors. Like you see the leaves falling, and like once you get to this one area that's like it's called the Golden Temple or whatever, something like that, and you mm -hmm. see like all these like yellowish leaves just falling all around you, and it looks like you're in a Golden Temple. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah. And then uh, what I'm doing is when we get to cutscenes. Uh, when I'm anticipating I'm about to jump into a cutscene, I switch to Kurosawa you cut mode. It to Kurosawa, okay. So I'm, I'm doing that. And when you get to the cutscene, and they're doing like the zooming in on people's faces, and then if they're cutting somebody down, you get the blood on you, the blood splatter, plus the music, which it has like that old 1950s style with that yeah. like crappy quality that you're talking about, but it yeah. works. And that's then awesome. you have all that in the cutscenes. I'm like, this is perfect. So it's like, so far, that's what I'm doing. Um, just play the regular base game and color cutscenes, Kurosawa. <laughs> That's awesome. And um and I've been watching a couple of movies like we were saying uh, we we're gonna do. I don't know how many you ended up getting done. But, uh, I didn't. I didn't actually uh, get any done. Yeah. I I mean I actually started becoming a fan of this man. Like I was nice. I watched uh, Yojimbo. I watched Senjiro. Um I saw Rashomon. I still haven't finished Seven Samurai. Um but it's I mean That's his awesome. movies are pretty good. <laughs> See I'm thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna play the game color English. Yeah. Once I beat it, and once I hope, fingers crossed, they'll introduce a new game plus. I don't know why the game doesn't have a new game plus. I could see but, you getting one. Uh, then I'll watch some. I'll watch some Kurosawa movies, and then I'll jump in for a Kurosawa yeah. mode. I, yeah. 
um, but, uh, and but... then I want to talk about the photo mode for a second. Oh yeah, photo mode is fucking insane. I was already I I just sent us from a, a couple pictures that I'd taken. Um, Dude, I had to link my Twitter account to my PlayStation. Something I'd never even considered. Yeah. Doing. <laughs> and then it's yeah. like I played it. I was like, no, I got to. I got to. I love these. it, man. I've I've been on photo mode since like before. I guess people were really like, yeah, yeah, getting yeah. into it. I was taking pictures ever since Wipeout okay. HD on PS3 in 2007. Look at and you. getting them off a of flash drive. You were you were the one. <laughs> you were the guy that was doing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the photo mode. Before even going into the options aspect of it, one thing I love about it, it's like mapped to the to the right button on the D-pad. It's a primary button. Yep. And you, you don't have to go into the menus, into it. let me select it, do this and that. You yeah. just hit one button, you're in. You're in and you're out yep. without skipping a beat. So you, what I love about that is like if, <clears throat> if my blade is like here and I didn't get the exact contact point, just like circle right, circle right, circle right. <laughs> and I get like the exact moment I want. Um... But yeah, then in terms of the options, they have like, like Islam, they let you, this is the only photo mode I've ever seen where they let you keep the environment in motion while your character's not moving. Mm -hmm. So you have... So you can you, move the camera around. Well, no, you can move the camera around, sure. But in any other photo mode, everything is paused and you yeah. can move the camera around. Mm -hmm. In this, all the people are paused, but leaves are flowing. Grass is oh, flowing. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And then you can control how many leaves are flowing and yeah. what direction the wind is going. Yep, the intensity crazy, of it. Crazy all stuff, yeah. yeah. Intensity. Oh, and then you can choose what particles you want. It's yeah. like, I don't want red leaves here. I want, like, green, this kind of leaves yeah. or something. Or you want, you want um, dragonflies. You can yeah. dragonfly. You want to set the time of day so that if you have the sunlight in your picture, you can yeah. decide exactly where you want the sun to set or rise. Ooh. <laughs> so Damn, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> wow, come to think that shot I sent US on, I didn't even mess with the fucking time of day on that one. Uh, but yeah. but I could have. I, I I gotta send you that image. Can you send I, it to, to Dan? Oh, yeah. yeah. I put two pictures up on yeah. my Twitter. Um the very first one is the intro, uh, where they give you the the title and it says Go to Tsushima as you're riding I'm assuming you got to that point. Uh, uh, I don't think I've gotten to like a, okay. a proper title yet. I guess. Okay, yeah. So you're gonna hit there soon, but you're like basically riding through some grass, and it says Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. It looks so amazing. I put it up on my Twitter. That is not in photo mode at all. It's just straight up game it's screenshot. screenshot. And I posted it, and that looks phenomenal. I couldn't. I you give me another game with a, like different photo mode. I cannot yeah. make it look as good as that. Wow. That's how good that is. And then so I the, took another one in photo mode uh, where I was standing on top of this mountain, oh, nice. and I did it in Kurosawa mode. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. <clears throat> yeah. The the one you're looking over send, the um send them there's both like a soccer me. tree next to you. Yeah. And that is um that one I messed with the sun a little bit, but like I said, it's in Kurosawa mode. Sick. But uh that one I didn't do too much with it actually. I kind of just left it alone. Um I've never been the greatest with picture mode, but this is the game that's going to um Make me want yeah. to check it out. It's getting know? everybody into it. Oh, it's absolutely! Really cool. Like I just started playing the game. I already posted two pictures. I was like, I gotta, I gotta calm down. <laughs> All right, I got the image. Um, yeah, yeah I just sent you, on. Rusty, the the stuff Dan did. Man, this I dude, I can't sick. wait. Oh, so I have a question. So do, going back to we God, were that is nice, PS Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. Um, he put up another. See, one I on, didn't. I didn't um, do any action shots yet. I was thinking about it. I was like, I gotta. I gotta get the right moment. <laughs> I'll send you another one he did on um, on Instagram. But yeah. So my question is, um, Rusty, the the steel case thing came with downloadable content. Do I need the PS Network for that? 
No, you shouldn't. I don't think so. Okay. You shouldn't, no. I just need to go into the store and then just put and, in the code and yeah, you and just make sure it's connected code. to the internet to download it. Was that just make sure it's connected to the internet, obviously, to download it? But you shouldn't so, need the. Uh... Rusty, this other one is it from the downloadable content, the Path of the Samurai. Um. So so that's if you if you pre-order the deluxe edition, you get a dynamic theme. Nice. So what I did with that? Do you have that theme? Is yeah. it the one where he's like he's holding something and there's like the red leaves falling no. around? Okay, no, no, no. that's like the one a, I have. It's like an ink. It's like an ink painting. It's. Oh no! Gorgeous. I do have the ink painting too. I just I saw it and then I was like, you know, I'm gonna keep this other one for now because the other one's got okay. like the vibrant colors and everything. So the ink painting, I there's no way to get that image by itself without your user interface all over it. So I moved my user interface to the different corners. Like I went all the way to the library, all the way to power and took screenshots at different places and then i overlaid them so i could get all nice. the interface out <laughs> and, now, and then i got a clean shot man you put it nice. work of the theme yeah man <laughs> you put work for that. <laughs> no but it, no i know exactly what you're talking about because once you get into uh once you open up into the menu it starts drawing it out right in front of you yeah oh awesome yeah, yeah man beautiful. that's one thing i love about ps4 the themes my god my yeah. god <clears throat> But um, no, nah, man, the game's phenomenal. Um, there's like when you get into the things like uh, there's duels. Once you get into the duels, they're sick. Like the way they start. That 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 uh, picture I, I showed uh, you. That was a standoff slice on a bridge. Yeah. Oh, the stand. <laughs> I, how awesome are the standoffs? I fucking love it. It's like uh, right. So far, I've been playing the game. I did like, I, I've basically been playing as a samurai, almost the yeah. entire time. It's just like I did the ghost stuff once. I'm like, it's cool, but just yeah. like I, because as a samurai, you break, you go up into like an area, or whatever. You see some Mongols, you show up, you're just like, hey, yo, let's fight. Like word for word, that's exactly what he says. I, I love, <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> and I, the way like, you I'm, do that, you I'm, just I'm, announce yeah, that your presence. It's oh, it's great. I always play Assassin's Creed games and games similar to it. Like, mm -hmm. I always go stealth. I always lean towards stealth yeah, yeah, in a yeah. game that gives me that option. Me too. And this this game, the mechanics that they put in front of you and how good the combat feels, it's one of the only games where, like, stealth is still a perfectly viable option that yeah. even looks and feels cool, but you're pulling me toward the badass, honorable yeah. samurai shit. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Like, and right, and that's the thing. It. It's like, after I do it and I wipe out an area... If you see somebody who's still kind of, you know, whatever, you kill them to end their suffering. Like, it literally says end their suffering. End suffering, yeah. I texted my friend about them. that. That's, and then it's great. like, I will not put my, I will not, st uh, I'm sorry. Every time I finish a thing, I have to wipe the blood wipe off the my blood, sword. Of I, can't, I can't, I can't just put it, I can't put it back in the sheath like that. It's going to get rusted. It's going to screw up over time. That's, that's, it used to belong to my father. I need to make sure that it's uh, it's clean. That it's like I am without even trying to role play in this game. I am role playing in this game. Yep. that's how good this is. <laughs> it's fun. And one last thing I want to say about the combat, um, especially because he's playing the Arkham series. Also, the you're you're surrounded by a bunch of enemies at once, um, and I mean the combat can be somewhat compared to to Arkham, um, just in that you have your basic counter and then attack mm -hmm. and stuff like that, but. One thing I had seen in the reviews, and I was kind of wondering how would it feel in the game itself, there's no lock-on in this. It's only you use the left analog stick to attack in the direction of the opponent. Yeah. Um, I really love it because, and and when you attack, there's no, like, magnetic pull to an enemy. Yeah, yeah. 
and you're it's like if they're you you really only have maybe four feet that you can swipe and your katana will make contact if they are like four and a half feet you're gonna miss um and then and, it opens you up yeah and it opens you up and also like if they are at like at your one o'clock and with your left stick you aim at like 130 you're gonna miss mm -hmm. so i i really like that it, like it demands that you be precise and i notice that i get i end up killing people faster by being slower Absolutely. And, and with my with my attacks which game, i think is really yeah, awesome it rewards patience this game 100 yeah. rewards patience um you it's it's you're on the defensive most of the time and the mm -hmm. thing is if you go in there and i tried it out just to see what would happen i was like i'm gonna go in there i'm just gonna start swinging see what happens and they're blocking they're parrying and because you're not being patient they you're open up and they just come at you with some serious hits so it's like it's all about you have to know when's the right time to dodge when's the right time to parry when's the right time to block um it's yeah so like uh a, 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 they're they're very accurate to the way samurai used to fight which was pretty much like a a mental chess game with your opponent to see like if you can guess the way they're going to strike by their stance or whatnot yeah. and then your strikes have to be true um yeah. so uh, that's oh, that's amazing oh, also oh. rusty i don't know if you're aware there is a tell in the uh when you're i i forgot what it's called in the standoff uh-huh um always and it, it's it makes sense in real life watch the opponent's feet um because yeah. nice. it's like because the further in you go it's like you know it's like you have to like let go of the button at the right moment mm -hmm. um they'll do things where it's like they'll kind of like jerk at you or they'll move real quick and then they're trying to get you to do the thing so what you have to do is watch their feet oh and wow. it was like and it's like so they, they went that you into out. It. yeah they try to fake that's, you out in the standoff that's awesome so it's like the fact that the game even considered doing something like that is amazing and literally watch their feet just like in real life you have to know where they're coming um so yeah it's great aslam in the in the opening moments of the game you're getting helped by another woman who's uh she's a thief and she's an archer and she's like oh, she, wants, cool. she wants she yeah. wants to stealth <laughs> she wants to stealth through this area full of mongols and she's like follow me and so she's crouching and she's like she's trying to be all quiet walking around these mongols and she goes and takes cover and she's like okay there's like three up ahead we can go around. I can take them out with my and like mid sentence, she looks to her right, and Jin has like stood up and he's walking out toward them. Hey yo, let's fight! <laughs> yeah, he's like let's go. <laughs> She's like, what is he doing? That's yeah. awesome. It's funny that you said Catwoman because uh, a lot of reviews I've been hearing uh, at the end of it, they say by the time you reach the end of the game, you're just Batman. Like this is a Batman game. <laughs> it, like everybody's saying it. It's just like. And it's like I could see it being that way so far. Um, and once I progress more and more in the story, I feel like I'm gonna kind of start to see those similarities. I mean, Jin, Jin is a character who could totally be like uh, the 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 original creator of like the League of Shadows or some shit. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. He's the, he's the first Raish. Yep. Yeah. 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 He could be Raish's teacher. Yeah, he could probably. Yeah, he'll he'll end up being like six hundred years old, and you'll find him in Gotham in some skyscraper somewhere. <laughs> well, Raish is six hundred years old, so yeah, so he probably got trained by Jin. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, very let's exciting. get into uh, Ubisoft. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we've. Uh, yeah, we're in it for a while. You want to just run through Ubisoft since we don't care. <laughs> um I, I, have, I there's there's I do care. Things. I do care. I just have negative Don't opinions. lie. Don't lie. <laughs> so so the Ubisoft forward um 
conference was um, last week on Sunday. Um, <clears throat> and um, we watched it. And then, you know, um, as you can tell, the guys aren't really that excited about it. Um, there was a couple of things that I found interesting. Um, I also don't know much about video games, if you guys don't know. Um, but I, I will be asking these guys a couple of things. But I, I want to leave um assassin's creed valhalla to the end because that's where most of my questions are um but so the ubisoft forward uh conference uh showed watchdog legion watchdogs legion uh brawlhalla a mobile game um might and magic era of chaos another mobile game um tom tom clancy's elite squad um they also mentioned rainbow six siege uh, they mentioned Hyperscape, and then uh, they mentioned, again, Far Cry 6, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Now, um, Hyperscape, to me, just looked like a, like, uh, what is it called? Uh, like Fortnite, but with a little bit of a background story? That's exactly what it is. Okay, cool. So <laughs> that's what... It's, the, yeah. it's, it's first person, so it's, it's not Fortnite. And the story all. is Ready Player One. Yeah. The story is ready player one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. The gameplay you know, is like is like Call of Duty Warzone, like any or any other kind of first person battle royale type. Yeah. Um Yeah, so there's not much to talk about there. Um Can I say one thing about Hyperscape? Because I, I do I think hear a lot of people it, like it. <laughs> I think Hyperscape has potential to be like what I the, every company, every big company is releasing a bunch of these cartoon games with like games as a service type, and they're hoping one of these sticks the way that Overwatch and Fortnite sticks. Um yeah. Hyperscape, one thing that I think is cool about it that I, I think could give it some longevity is that when you get killed, you uh, you stay in the map as a ghost, and you're, you're still running around, and you can see all of the players, including your teammates and other enemies, and what I think is really cool about this is they also let you, like, ping enemies, so you're, they can't see you, they can't, they can't interact with you, but you can tell your teammates where someone else is. Oh, and, nice. Yeah, and it, it, it just it it gives you an incentive. Like, I never really get into these Battle Royale-type games because I get an, annoyed that, like, okay, once I get killed, like, I can get you a bunch wait. of guns and stuff. Yeah, I got to wait. I got to get back out and go back into matchmaking. This gives you incentives to stay in the match because you can still do something somewhat helpful once you get killed. Yeah. It, I don't, I, just that. It, it seems like a, a cool little twist. Uh, okay. Um... What is there any other game you guys want to talk? I mean, the mobile games, obviously. I mean, the only I think the the top the top games that everybody really cares about, like the AAA games that Ubisoft hits with, are Far Cry, um, Assassin's Creed, and what? Uh, shit, what am I forgetting? Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs. Yeah. yeah Watch Dogs. Watch. Watch Dogs. <laughs> the. It did it it does it did what it always does to me. They show me a trailer of like, oh, this looks real interesting because of the concept yeah. I like and everything. I have Watch Dogs one. I know not to continue trying with this series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um uh Watch Dogs True two, I played the it was the I think the beta that came out for it before it released. I played that, I was like, Wow, I'm not gonna enjoy this. Some people did, good for them. Uh, Watch Dogs 3, once again, I look at it, oh, you can pick any person? That sounds awesome. They all have these different abilities. That sounds great. At the end of the day, it's like I saw gameplay, and no, it's just... Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. talk about. Like the um, 
the whole thing of like recruiting people and like using these different characters to do different missions depending on how your gameplay style is and it seemed very interesting i, I like that idea i like that idea yeah, a lot yeah. but i was you, you, i was excited before this ubisoft forward thing i was i probably still wasn't gonna get it but i was more excited than i was before that they showed this what were you gonna say Rusty? Like, you run into so many risks when you, like, what Ubisoft has been trying to do this for a while. They're trying to get the linear written story and characters out of their games entirely. They want their games to be entirely system-based. And so it's just a bunch of systems that populate an open world, and then the player jumps in and, quote-unquote, like, creates their own stories. That all sounds like, I, like ideally, that sounds amazing, but we, we just do not have the games or quality there yet. Um, yeah. So when you look at the actual gameplay of Watch Dogs, it's, it looks really copy-paste. It looks mm -hmm. like there really isn't that much difference between these like different characters that you're using. Mm -hmm. And it feels soulless. There's no actual personality in there because they can't write a personality for everyone. So they said, figured, let's not write personalities. Let's just yeah. give basic traits. Yeah. And then it becomes just kind of a cute game. But, but, but the, the gameplay that they showed and the trailer they showed are two completely different beasts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that so, trailer. Oh, the, was, the, at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, that trailer was visually amazing, yeah, and was, as I was it watching, was Spider Man. It, um, what's it called? Yeah, I was about to say, uh, uh, Into the Spider Verse. Into the Spider Verse. So I think it's the same guy who made it. Actually, I think he I, made it. It is. Video. It's the same yeah. guy that yeah. that was like an art director on that movie. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, what else does this remind me of besides um, Spider Verse? And I was remembering, oh my god, this reminds me of that like Hong Kong episode of Love, Death, and Robots. The Oh, the, the the one where they're in like a, in a time loop, and then I look it up, yep. and it's the same fucking guy. He did <laughs> that, that one too. Spider Verse and that episode. <laughs> this, this guy's everywhere. Yeah, that was pretty. Uh, they, hey, just... it's it's an awesome visual style. Um, it, yeah, like watching that trailer made me interested in the game, and then seeing like the way they talked about it made it seem more interesting. But you know, yeah, I don't but then, think I then the gameplay looks like The Sims. Oh, wow, okay. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I can't disagree with that at all. I can't, you know what? You Another award for Rusty. Nice. You enjoy that water. <laughs> Thanks, I do. Um, all right, let's move into um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, uh, sure. Do you want to talk about Far Cry for a second? That's a... Yeah, sure, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yet, yet another game where they blew their entire budget on the CGI trailer. Yes. Yeah. Um, hey, Esposito did a great job. Doesn't Far Cry always do that, though? Well, Far Cry. So Far Cry Three was like it, it became really famous because it it had really good open world mechanics, but then like the really the thing people remember about it is the villain, the guy Vaz uh, from Far Cry Three. He became famous from that video game, and he became so famous that he started getting more TV roles, and then he ended up being a main character in Better Call Saul, the spinoff to Breaking Bad. And then he ended up in in um, Spider-Man: Homecoming as uh, as like a side character, but as Scorpion. And and uh, then the games after that, they they tried to capitalize on this idea of having like a, a really interesting marketed like marketable main villain. So they they used Troy Baker for the fourth one, and then they had um, they had this shtick of like Montana and Christianity and politics for the for the fifth game, but they still had like a a villain that they were trying to push as their kind of like main mm -hmm. poster child for the game. And now like they essentially got the best villain in pop culture. Yeah. Uh, which is Gus Fring. And he's in Mandalorian now too. We're going to mm -hmm. see him all over the place. And I mean, that trailer is 
amazing. The CGI trailer with, oh, yeah. with him, and then the young boy is the actor from Coco, which I just learned. So they're going to have great performances. And you um, heard about the rumor of that kid might possibly being the guy from Far Cry. Possibly right? being from Far Cry 3, yeah. yeah I, I don't buy it. I saw the little, like, eyebrow yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. But tell me, tell me how a kid from... Like he had, he had. Um, I could have believed it if this took place in like 1980s Cuba, but he had like like modern iPod know, headphones yeah, in, in his ear. So it's, hey, I don't see how you know. In the movie A Knight's Tale, the fans were chanting, "We will, we a will." A Knight's rock Tale. You. Come on, get out of here. With <laughs> a Knight's Tale with did that shit cuts. on purpose. I'm coming here with the deep cuts. All right. A Knight's Tale is 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 pure art. Don't talk shit about it. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I'm not saying it's bad. That's fantastic. That wasn't a. That wasn't a period mistake. That was a decision. That was an artistic. I'm well aware. We both like The Last of Us too. It's okay. (laughs) Um. But then, uh, sorry. So yeah. Obviously, um, Giancarlo Esposito just like kills it in his performance, and and then they drive home the fact that they're going for that. Like, is that his first name? Giancarlo. Yeah. Okay. But they're going for that uh, like drama TV show vibe with not the trailer, but before the trailer was like an opening credits sequence that felt exactly like an HBO title sequence or a True Detective title sequence. And I googled it, and it's the fucking team that does the True Detective title sequence. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they're yeah. just buying people that do beautiful art in things that aren't video games instead those, of those spending... True Detective. Sorry, those True Detective opening sequences were fucking amazing. Yeah, but I mean, now, see, now your hype for this game just because a guy's in it and because the trailer looks cool means that they, for them, it makes sense to put all their money into one cutscene instead of putting their money into. Because I can promise you right now, that game is going to have the exact same systems as Far Cry 5, 4, and 3. Yeah. And. No, it's I, I enjoyed what I saw. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it didn't pull me into play it. Yeah, well, um, you, you, didn't see, you didn't see anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just enjoyed like the story that they put up front. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, well, the story. Well, the story the, is the, interesting. The, the 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 snippet of a story they yeah. put up front. Right? It's also confirmed that you don't play as either of those characters. Okay, that well. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> they're, they're the <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, thought I thought it could be so cool if you. I would, like if they really wanted to go crazy here. The idea behind Far Cry has always been that like you're like kind of dropped in the middle of like a world in chaos that it seems surreal. But actually, is real. It's just not something. It's not the kind of war or the kind of place of a world that you see often. And I thought it would be so awesome this time to if, to put me in the shoes of a fourteen-year-old kid trying to survive like a like a, a crazy like guerrilla war and like and yeah. revolution. You're but, the son of a dictator, and like, yeah, like you, you have to decide: it? are you going to go after your are you going to go after your father's footsteps? Or are you going to be part of the rebellion? I mean, but in order to do those things, that would require them to have <clears> new <throat> ideas and write a story, which yeah. I already looked it up. You play as a you play as a character named Danny Rojas, um, a a generic uh, character of this revolution, and Danny is either male or female based on your choice, mm-hmm. which again means if you can do that, then it means you haven't really written a character. Mm-hmm. You you just want it to be politically correct mm-hmm. for everyone to. It's like another empty vessel that you get to just fill, but then it's it's not a story. It's not. I don't know my 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 like uh, demands of a story currently are still coming off of the highs of Last of Us. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's why it's like same here. When, like yeah. I, I haven't played part two, but I just played part one, and that like like going from part one to Origins, 
I kind of felt like a like a dip. I was like, okay, I was kind of just going through the motions trying to get to like the cut scene in yeah. Arkham Origins because I wanted to see the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's it's just a after Another after level. every Naughty Dog game, you ha- you have to kind of come back down to earth. <laughs> yeah, for a few years. That's, that's a very that's a very good point. Oh shit! Yeah, before um, Ghost came out, uh, and I'm just like, I'm not gonna like this game as much as I probably would have, and uh, I'm liking it a lot right now. But just imagine how much more I'd like it if it came out before Last of Us uh-huh. Two. Yeah, I mean, I had to. The, people talk about that in the reviews that like suddenly Ghost of Tsushima feels a little gamey to them. Yeah, everybody's compared... saying it's like it's so much like a video game. It's like, well, Which, it's yeah. funny you you you're only looking at it that way because of Last of Us. But exactly. imagine if if there wasn't Last of Us, the only thing you could compare it to is Assassin's Creed, and it's it's case, a lot better, and it's way better than Assassin's exactly. Creed, and way way more cinematic. So it's that's funny. But yeah, speaking of Assassin's Creed, if you want to go into Valhalla. Yep. Yeah, so I don't know. I've never played an Assassin's Creed game, and I don't know if I, I'm. I guess if they have it in this game, they've done it in other games. But <clears throat> what I thought was interesting, first of all, I watched the show Vikings on the History Channel. Same, right? I, I love that show. It's awesome. So I see a lot of similarities from the show in this game, in the sense that they're they're sending this chieftain out because they're. They're farmers looking for fertile land to save their people from this fucking barren land they live in in, in, in mm-hmm. their Norwegian homeland. Um, so they're doing that, but to do that, they have to take over land. And what I thought was interesting is that w- when they went into the gameplay a little more after the conference, they were like, oh, you you building your alliances, you get alliances with this king and that king, and then... You're getting land, and then you have to go help this guy, and then you you do raids, and then you press like this raid button, and everybody off your ship comes off, and they help you raid Pre- the village. Press and... raid button. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, it's it's literally that is how it is yeah, in the game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> so it's like you you come to the shore with your longboat, you press the raid button, everybody gets off, and they just start fucking running and killing people and setting roofs on fire, and as I. I don't know if that type of gameplay was in another one. I can see it maybe happening in the, I don't know, in the French Revolution or one of the other games, or maybe the Black Flag game where you're making alliances with other pirates. No, team team based pillaging was not in any of the other previous games. Okay, um, but like this one, you're, you there's like this. Like I feel like there's different type of gameplay where you you have to build alliances. You you kind of like have to live up to those alliances, or you could lose them. And then you there's like a lot of stuff that with the story you can build on your own, and with the decisions you make, it'll kind of take you in separate, not too much, but in like some separate um, gameplay, like different gameplay mm-hmm. uh, where you drive the story. Um, I thought that was very interesting. Um, I also love the the um, like the whole Viking culture, it's it was interesting. Um, they they were talking about how they built in some different mechanics for the axe fighting, um, where you can like you throw your axes and like you can um, you you choose on how you put a weapon in each hand and depending on which type of weapons you can do like dual axes you can put like an axe a sword like you can do two shields um so there's like a a lot of different um aspects of gameplay you can do with this uh it all looked very interesting to me but i've never played a assassin's creed game yeah so all that stuff looks enticing but in actuality is it gonna 
deliver what's enticing me. I, I love this conversation because um, because you're you're talking to someone who's played every Assassin's Creed game. <clears throat> no, I know that's why I asked um, you to be on here because I wanted this. <clears throat> I wanted to talk about that. So it's pretty much with as you go through the Assassin's Creeds, you 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 pick up on patterns and you realize where at what point a new game has been developed from the ground up yeah. and it's it happens every three or four games okay. uh, those games in between use the engine that was built for that one kind of revolutionary game and uh-huh. they'll kind of um they use it so they don't have to put in as much work they can maintain the engine maintain the yeah. core gameplay and animations and then they can give you a new environment and mess with like tweak the gameplay here and yeah. there. so the 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 big new um, like the open world concept with the RPG mechanics was introduced with the Egyptian game Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed Origins, and then they they tweaked it much further with with Odyssey leaning toward the RPG elements. With ha- that's where they introduced your ability to speak to people and choose lines of dialogue, which okay. can start um, it can start affecting like who you you know who you who, who you have alliances with, but in a very very light way. And now, yeah, like you're saying, like Valhalla seems to be taking that to the next step. Mm-hmm. Um, the gameplay seems mechanically like they've taken it almost exactly from from Odyssey. Uh, I would personally say it's it's changed quite a bit from Origins, but they they, they give you a, a bunch of um, abilities. Those are that those like little yellow icons you see on the screen. Yeah. There's like eight of them. Um, it's I can tell from looking at it that it's going to feel exactly like Odyssey. Okay. Uh, I'm I think, sorry. Which one was Odyssey? Sorry, Odyssey is setting? Odyssey is the one after the Egyptian the Spartan... one. It's the Spartan like Greek. Okay, one. okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I can pretty much tell from looking at it that like the the animations and the combat aren't there. They they feel sloppy. They feel a little all over the place. There's like enemies all over your screen, but you kind of lose your character regularly. It's there's a lot of cool ideas in there, but they just look like they're executed in a, in a sloppy way, to me. Um, and I, mm-hmm. and based off of my experience with Odyssey, I, I personally didn't think Odyssey was was a a very good game. I th- I, th- I thought it was a very big game, and you can kind of have fun just brainlessly going through a giant open world like that, doing task after task for a while. But it's not it's nowhere near the polish in terms of just just talking about like combat. It's nowhere near the polish of something like Ghost of Tsushima, mm-hmm. and the story. I mean, maybe I'm biased, but like looking at the voice acting and how stiff everyone looks when they're talking to each other, it's not going to deliver for me that promise of like turning the Vikings show for um, into yeah, yeah. into the game that it deserves. <clears throat> yeah, the, yeah. the Vikings show deserves the level of polish of a game like Ghost of Tsushima. Yes, definitely. Uh, um, that yeah. would be fucking phenomenal if yeah. like the team of Ghost of Tsushima um, does well, like that's a Vikings why, show. That's why you should keep your eye out for Hellblade. On Xbox Series X, they okay. they are uh, they're gonna have the budget for it, and they're gonna they take Viking stuff like so seriously that it gets spiritual and mythical and like yeah they they also mentioned something about spirituality and with the Vikings in in this game I don't know that, how it's gonna that means, play out that but... means cute boss <clears throat> encounters okay the same the same way it was in Odyssey well yeah on Odyssey the bosses... there's like myth there's like mythology and stuff and you'll fight. Like, you'll go into a cave, and there will be a Cyclops that you fight, and that's it. And then you'll go oh, into okay. another cave, and there will be, like, a Cerberus with, like, a three-headed dog you fight, and that's it. It's not something mm-hmm. that really weaves itself into the narrative. Okay, okay. Um, 
Uh, for this one, uh, I I don't know if this is part of their mythology. What one of the one of the bosses had like a, a a wolf that you you have to like you're fighting both the boss and his wolf at the same time. Mm-hmm. They showed it in gameplay. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know. It's just like see, like that was in the last game. Yeah, it's just okay. yeah. They're just continuing. See, like point. I said, and yeah. I mentioned in the beginning, I've never played an Assassin's Creed game. I, like I said, I'm I'm sure they they had some of this stuff in previous games that I just don't know about. But it just it seemed interesting for what they're trying to do, uh, and like what you're saying, I don't think they're going to succeed. And and to another point you mentioned was you lose your character. When I was watching some of the gameplay stuff, I lost. Like I, 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 di- I couldn't like make out who was the main character until they close. They did like a close up mm-hmm. when the and the fighting. Otherwise, they kind of just like look all this. They look like one of those like um, PC like RPG games where there's like a bunch of fucking characters and the yeah, camera like, has like to a, like pan like an overhead up. RTS game. Yeah, the yeah, camera yeah, the yeah. camera pulls out so far. You don't. Yeah. Like especially in a Viking game, you need it to feel heavy. You need it to feel brutal, and yeah. that's that's why the best Viking game is still God of War. That's if you want uh, what it feels like to put an axe in someone. You yeah, need, I just bought that. And today. you're right on Kratos's back, like that whole. Exactly, game. Yeah, you're, you're right, right on Kratos's back. You yeah, you're you see in everything there, up close. You, you need that, like, and they don't seem to understand that, which is really upsetting. Well, yeah, for Vikings, their their whole fighting style was. I mean, their axes, not even long swords, right? There, you have to get in within like two feet to be able to fucking kill yeah. somebody, and that's pretty close. And then, yeah. So, um, yeah, I I just wanted to talk about some of that stuff i'm personally Um, disappointed because i i thought that it was gonna that after odyssey they were gonna introduce a new engine for us or a new a new style entirely and they're just they're still using the game from earlier which this means to me um kind of like the game black flag was uh was the pirate game Mm -hmm. and that game came out right after assassin's creed 3 which was the american revolution one okay assassin's creed 3 introduced a new engine which looked way better than than the games before it uh black flag took that engine and released the pirate game which came out at the end of the of the ps3 360 generation and also it it came out at the beginning of the ps4 and xbox one generation they were able to sell that game on both on both consoles but they didn't develop it specifically for the next generation in mind and then after that they created unity which was the french revolution one which graphically was like insane yeah, yeah, I remember so, you were talking about that one all the so, time. So yeah, so so here I think that means that the game that we get after Valhalla, which will be specifically for next gen uh, games, that's going to be the the really exciting one. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, another disappointing Assassin's Creed game. What's <laughs> I guess what's new? Hey, uh, hopefully, hopefully they they knock they knock it out the water. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll give this one a try. I, I mean, I'm not. We'll <laughs> I, I know. I'll, I know. I'm not gonna like it, so I'm not gonna bother yeah. with it. But if I always want these things to succeed, hopefully they if, do a good job. If anything, I'll I'll try out Origins, see what my people are like. You know Dude, I okay. So I lo- I love Origins. I'm biased. I know. I'm biased yeah. toward Origins. I don't think <laughs> Odyssey. People put Odyssey and Origins in the same boat. I think Origins gets so much right that Odyssey gets wrong. I would love to see your opinions on Origins if if you. If yeah, you yeah. I'll probably if that's the one I'll play. I'll probably play that one because you know, it's got the pyramids in it. Why not? Um. All right. Let's move on. Um. Uh, some Xbox stuff. Yeah. I just want to shout out to Volver Digital. They killed it. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't need you to talk to about talk? it because, uh, in terms of games, <laughs> in terms of games, uh, all I remember was seeing Fall Guys, which is probably which the looks adorable. Well, I, I remember because they I showed all, Fall Guys. Yeah, they showed Fall Guys like last year, 
It was supposed to be, I think, 100 people. They dropped it down to 60 now. But you could, like, create your fall guy. And it looks cool. It's a pretty cool concept. That, and then at the very end, they revealed the uh, Devolver Digital game based off the Devolver Digital conferences. Which, (laughs) for somebody like me who's been following these conferences, I was like, you made a game out of that. And it's only on PC, and it's a it's a first person shooter. So it's like everything I don't like, but it's like, well, I'm in that story. Like that thing makes no sense because you're fighting for the futures and the futures future. <laughs> but it's not okay. It's just everything he's saying. He just likes the memes. Devolver's conference is just one big meme, essentially, and and it's entertaining. There were yeah, a couple yeah, no, of games shown, but. I think that game that they released is actually just like a virtual space for you to walk through and look at the trailers. Oh no, yeah, I think that is all it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, cool. I mean, but it's really it's Fall Guys, and like I said, they saved the future's future. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Do you want to talk about anything else before we go into Xbox? Um, uh, no, because we're running long. Let's let's just jump right in. Okay. Um. So I'll. I guess I can jump in with the the Xbox X Cloud. Um, it's going to be combined if you have the, um, their game pass ultimate, uh, subscription, which is $15 a month, you get uh, Xbox live Xbox game pass. And now that will include X cloud, uh, once it launches. So, um, if you already have the ultimate, you're, you're getting another f- service on top of that with no extra money to pay. Um, it, to me, it's a great deal. Um, you're getting three services from Xbox for 15 bucks a month. It, it's not that expensive. Um, you guys, I, we talked about this a little bit before we started the podcast, but you guys were saying this is something perfect for a gamer like me. So if you guys, I don't know, want to I mean, mention, in, talk in, about it. Not just that, but I mean, in terms of xCloud, this, mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of just uh, further proves the point that Xbox necessarily doesn't need you to buy an Xbox. They just want you to be on the Xbox, you know, platform, be within that ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why it's like you can have a computer and you could get this and you would have Game Pass where you could, there's Game Pass for PC, there's the uh, xCloud, which is meant to be used on a tablet or a phone. There's all these other things that would work on something that's just not necessarily their console. So in that aspect, I feel like it's a pretty cool thing. Um, And it's great for someone like you uh, because you're not, uh, you're not like a gamer that's buying the new stuff that comes out all the time. Um, and you don't necessarily follow games, uh, as closely as like myself or Rusty. So mm-hmm. something like Game Pass is perfectly designed <clears throat> for someone like you, somebody who has a console, really doesn't mess around with anything, but you pay the small subscription fee and you have access to hundreds of games. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, one, one, one hell of a deal. That, that is the best deal in gaming. Um, hands down the Game Pass. But uh, no, it's it's a, uh, it's great. It's great for what it is. Like I said, for me personally, I XCloud's not gonna be a thing. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. use it on my computer or on my phone. But it's nice to see that it's out there. Uh, yeah. Another thing that they talked about was that uh, you can also use the um, for for next gen stuff. You, you're you're capable of using your current Xbox One controller as well as the adaptive controller, which I think is also great. That uh, you don't have to worry about buying new controllers, especially the adaptive one for people who have different disabilities and they would need that controller to modify the way they play. So I, I feel like overall, it's just Xbox is like they've been doing the past couple of years. They're doing um, 
stuff they're doing like fan service stuff right you know and that's something i've always given them credit for that they're doing whatever they can to please the fans well until the 23rd of july they're doing everything right but making games um (laughs) well yeah that's that's it yeah yeah uh, july 23rd for me is like the either either like the the realization that sony really needs to get their shit together or like the nail in the coffin for xbox is Mm -hmm. going to be on the 23rd so Um, i'm sorry one thing we dan and i mentioned um if you go back and listen to the last episode um, we spoke about the the 23rd event and um, what we think would um, make PlayStation like have to kick up their game is if Xbox or Microsoft went through with the purchase of WB games. No. Um, so I think if they did that and they announced that on the 23rd, I think it'll it'll give them um, a boost yeah. in the because the they're fight. gonna they're gonna pick up some very well liked uh, game studios. Like I said, the the owning the 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 rights and the properties to the games that they made, like the Batman and all that stuff, that's a whole nother story. If they could get that, that'd be cool. But the fact that they would have those studios, that'd be great. The only problem is Xbox has been acquiring studios and they've had nothing to show for it. So well, they need to show what they got. The twenty yeah, maybe time. that's yeah. Huh? It takes time. Sorry, I think my connection's dropping out. Uh, yeah, you're a little, uh, you're a little fuzzy. I can hear you. Okay, but can you hear me? Okay, though. Yeah, yeah, as long yeah, as yeah. That's okay. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, acquiring these studios, you're looking at it like, especially for the AAA games, you need at least three years yeah. to to put those games out. So even if they acquire WB now, we're not going to be seeing that until like late into the generation It'll be halfway through the generation. Yeah, yeah. and and I, frankly, like the studios that they're picking up. Yeah, they could. They're, they'll be they'll be good games. I don't know that they're going to be games that like they, Xbox needs to show me that it can go toe to toe against Naughty Dog. That's Naughty Dog is. <laughs> I'm sorry, be hard, Naughty bro. Dog is the golden like the, the golden egg of 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 Sony, and it and it like they define where games can be in a generation. They're yeah. they're top level, um, and then you have a on top of that you have the entire other lineup because right right beneath Naughty Dog. Sony Santa Monica proved themselves. They said, yeah. "With God of War, we can Sucker get there." Sucker Punch, with Ghost yeah. of Tsushima. Exactly. It's like Sony they, Santa yeah. Monica and and Sucker Punch. They were not there, but yeah. they proved themselves this generation to be yeah. in the conversation oh, with Naughty Insomniac Dog. Insomniac Games with Spider Man. Absolutely, <laughs> and I need to see all. Of, I need to see um, Forza's studio. I forget Playground. Playground. Or, Playground games, I, I think they're gonna they're gonna show Fable supposedly. Yeah, it's show like me the that worst you deserve to be in yeah. that in that conversation, and then show me. I mean, I need three three four three has not shown me it deserves to be in the conversation with the top developers because it has not done. Three four three has never. I don't impressed think it gave me. us good Halo. Yeah, three four three in its entire existence never impressed me, but that's just me personally. See, so they need. I think they need to prove themselves also. Um, <clears throat> I got high I hopes think, for um, who is it that does Hellblade Ninja? Ninja Theory. Ninja I was Theory. about to say Ninja the Theory best... is, is like their top prospect to me. Because Ninja Theory is a, let's let's be honest. Ninja Theory is a, should have been a PlayStation Studio. <laughs> that is not a, that is not an Xbox Studio. Hellblade was originally exclusive to the PS4. Heaven, thank you. Heavenly Blade. Fucking, yep. I played Enslaved Odyssey to the West, which is one of the greatest fucking little narrative games. Mm-hmm. People that just are passionate about their story and their characters, they're gonna make something amazing. I think with with. Uh, with Hellblade, um, 
but yeah, that's where they really need to prove themselves to me. In the meantime, they can do as much as they want in terms of these deals. Of I, Yes, I agree that Game Pass is a, is a fantastic deal. I also think that including this xCloud thing uh, as a marketing move is genius. I think Sony's marketing of their remote play and their PS Now is really bad, and they can afford to have really bad marketing for it because it doesn't matter because their sales are, are being driven by their by their first-party games. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I've been able to play, I've been able to stream my place, my entire PlayStation library on my phone, on my computer, on my iPad, on my PS Vita since, I want to say, 2012. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about it. It's, that's the thing. It's this. like you said, there is no marketing. Yeah. They don't, they don't no. mention it. They don't discuss so it. So they were Stadia before Stadia. Sure. But the only difference, yeah. if you want to get into the technical Also, Stadia it, had a thing. We missed it, but no one cared anyway. Yeah, the, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck <laughs> remote, remote play is going to be um, weaker than what xCloud is, is going to provide, supposedly, because yeah. what remote play does is that it streams your game being played off of your PlayStation to the okay. device of your choosing. xCloud yeah, yeah. streams from its own, like, a room full of Xboxes mm-hmm. or high-end PCs is going to be running these games and streaming them over a connection yeah. to whatever yeah. device you choose. Well, so in theory, end, it's you... like playing on a virtual Xbox, right? Pretty much? Yeah. yeah. The, the only difference is you're playing... You're going to be playing off of something that's in their controlled environment, and yeah. they can make their internet as high-quality as possible, mm-hmm. and they can make their machines as, as efficient as possible, whereas remote play depends on your, your stupid PlayStation with your stupid internet connection. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, no matter what, yeah. it's going to be lag. It's going to be completely you, – you will always feel the lag in it. And for me, for I think for anyone who actually wants to play a video game, you cannot stream it over the internet it, Like if you care about the game that you're playing. I don't know who enjoys streaming a video game with today's technology. I don't know. Do you guys agree? Have you guys ever had fun streaming a game? I've never streamed a game. Um, it, it definitely sounds – like it could if the technology is there where the streaming is flawless as is playing in your with your console yeah um then it could be what it needs to be then something like stadia can be successful then something like the x cloud yeah can be super successful and then at that point it's like do we need cons- physical consoles anymore and then that goes into like a subscription based like xCloud, Stadia, gaming, um, like, fucking world that we are not... We're, we're just not there yet, right? It's, we're right working, there. The subscription's already there. Game Pass is right is, is already taking over. Well, in no, terms no, no, of the technology for streaming, you mean? The technology oh, oh, for streaming got it, got it. isn't yeah, yeah. there to make it to where they're like, all right, $15 doesn't work anymore. We're charging you, like, 60 now. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah, just no. the the technology is not there for them to do what they want to do because once I think everything can and will move to the cloud, it's just like it's just going to be a whole different um, and the crazy typology thing is, across gaming. That technology doesn't depend on Xbox or or Sony at all. It, it depends on like Qualcomm and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, right, it, it, and Verizon. It all depends on like, like your your wi-fi capabilities and your like, like we, we need provider. we need 5g we need internet that is stable and like 10 times faster than it is now yeah. and then we need we need compression algorithms that can like yeah 
like compress your 1080 and 4K feed down to like nothing, but then somehow re reopen it on my screen and make it look beautiful. We don't yeah, we need that compression uh, from Silicon Valley. Yeah, we need Pied Piper. Yeah, we need Pied Piper compression. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's we'll I think we'll obviously we're heading in we're, that yeah, direction. Yeah, of course right? we're gonna get there. We're, we're, we're not there. at the door. We're just like figuring out how to pick the lock still. Yeah. You know what I'm Why saying? are we breaking in? Because nobody found the key, or else they would have just fucking opened the door. So they're trying to pick. Watch the lock. in a couple years, be like, we figured it out, guys. It's under the mat. Let's go. <laughs> do you, do you, Danny, have you have you like been following this streaming stuff since when they like like Ouya and on live? <laughs> do you remember oh, yeah. this shit? Yeah. Ooh, it's great because you could modify your own box and you could do it. I was like, man, shut this, shut up, shut up with the Ouya. Yeah, and, and OnLive was trying to promise subscription cloud gaming yeah. like back in the PS3 generation. Yeah. I I've been I'm watching this fan. stuff fail for yeah. like more than 10 years. I'm not a fan of yeah. streaming. Uh, I had PlayStation Now years ago before you could download and you could only stream. That's yeah. how I attempted to play Uncharted for the first time. Yeah, that, I, that I, could make you. That could make you hate Uncharted. I, That's how... and, I, and I did, <laughs> and I did, because <laughs> I couldn't. I could not beat that first level where they're teaching you how to play. Like you press L two to aim, press R two to shoot. There was so much, just so much lag yeah. and everything. These pirates are jumping on my little boat. They were just killing me. I couldn't get past the like tutorial, and I was like, yeah. I, I was done. And then they came out with the Uncharted Nathan Drake collection. Thank you, thank you, PlayStation, and. uh yeah, I, I liked Uncharted after that, but yeah, I hated Uncharted <laughs> for a while, and it was had nothing to do with PlayStation or Naughty Dog. It was just because their streaming wasn't up to quality. Yeah, man, I don't see it happening. Like, look at look at voice calls. How long have we had the ability to make telephone calls, and how shitty do voice calls sound to this day? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, like it, they're not. We're not gonna no, no. It's, Transferring I, data over the air is a bitch. <laughs> There's too many factors. Oh, it's weird. In terms of streaming games, like I said, to me personally, I don't need it. I, I understand yeah. it's something that other people would, and like it's, it's something I would like to see work. At the end of the day, though, it's not something I would uh, I would ever really use. At least not right now, unless something <laughs> changes in my life. But you know, something that doesn't really uh, wouldn't benefit me personally. Yep. Chaman. Yeah. Um. Anything else we need to discuss? Um, well, for the Xbox event on the twenty third, uh, I oh yeah, I can't remember who said it. It's somebody who works in Xbox. I feel like it's Aaron Greenberg. I could be wrong about that. Um, but he said that because uh, people were trying to say it's like, oh, they're going to show off Lockhart. They're going to do this, whatever. And he said that on the twenty third, there is only going to be games. They're going to show games, just games. Mm -hmm. Focus is games. To me, this okay. sounds like a direct attack in comparison to PlayStation's event. Yeah, and um, not for nothing, I'm, I want the PS5, right, uh, yeah. before I get the Xbox Series X, which I probably will eventually get, but I want the PS5. But when you think about it, you think about what's coming out day one, Yeah, Xbox has, it's overall, it's going gonna, it's gonna to outdo PlayStation. Well, what are, what's coming out day one? Uh you have all of Game Pass right off the bat. You're going to have Halo. Uh, you're going to have whatever they're going to announce. I'm sure there's going to be more. I mean, look at what PlayStation's going to have on day one. You will, you will supposedly have Halo. Supposedly. Okay, but what is PlayStation 5 going to have on day one? 
Please, uh, all I know off the top of my head is Spider-Man Miles Morales. That's it. That's the only one okay. really worth mentioning. Okay. Okay. That's why but, it's like I, I, as of right now, I think Xbox could definitely outdo them day one overall. Yeah, I, I, PlayStation is going to be I, better. I have, I haven't, I have an Xbox One X that just sits in a closet in case they ever get their shit together. Why'd you get a? Why'd you get an <laughs> Xbox One X? That's why I got it because I was like, I, I want it because everyone was talking about this Game Pass thing. Everyone was talking about how amazing it is and how it's the best deal in gaming. I tried it for like I got three months. And, and I gave it a shot, and I'm, Gears does not interest me anymore. I don't think it even interests fans of Gears. Halo, I, the the original camp, the original Halo campaigns are more fun to me than anything else in Halo. And yeah, I'll I'll mess around in the Halo multiplayer every once in a while. Forza I had on PC and I and I enjoyed for the most part, but that's pretty much it. I yeah. play like Gears, and then like the rest of the games. Well, because I have a PlayStation and I and I and I'm like actively buying yeah. games when they come out. I've already played all the other games that they. Well, like. that's the thing. I'm not talking about you and me personally. I'm in the same boat as you. If yeah. uh, they looking at everything coming out, I want to play Spider Man, of course. So I want that. The average person who's not necessarily into all this, they're gonna look at it. If you have some kid who wants the new console and he, yeah. he's going to look at it it's like okay where am i going to get the most bang for my buck where can i get something i want or it's a parent who's going to buy something for their kids it was like well here's the deal with game pass i got all these games playstation they they're not they don't have that much right now but that also means you get the most bang for your buck by buying an xbox one i'm sorry can you say that one more time it means if you're talking about getting the most bang for your buck mm -hmm. it's it's by buying an xbox one not buying an oh, xbox yeah. series X. and that's why xbox uh, recently announced that they are discontinuing xbox ones yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. but they, like, but they will yeah exactly. they realized what they were <laughs> exactly. doing and they're like okay how do we continue fan service without fucking ourselves because yeah. i mean I'll, it's like, i'm going to be playing halo infinite day one yeah on your on your current console exactly the fact that Halo, i i my excitement has already been like pretty much cut in half just by the fact that I know Halo Infinite is going to be able to run on a current console. It shouldn't have been able to. It should have like they should have designed this game from the ground up to to play on something that cannot run today. That that all on the, depends on because because that that's an argument between PlayStation and Xbox that's going on where PlayStation says exactly what you just said that we should focus all current games on future hardware. Uh, because you, if if the whole point of there being future hardware is you want it to, you want something that's so good it can't be played on something you already have. You want to play it at the best way possible on the new thing that's coming out, which I understand one hundred percent. Then Xbox is coming out and they're saying we want you to be able to play what you, whatever you want to play on whatever you want to play, however you want to play. I understand that too. They're just two Look different man, philosophies I, which make a I, lot of sense. I, I get it, the, but but Xbox's philosophy it 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 makes the future further away. Yes. Which is upsetting. You're you're right. And 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 more than that, I I I care about Halo. I like the original Halos. No, I don't. I've I've don't always I've Halo. always been a I've always been a fan from the outside because I was on PlayStation. Yeah. Halo always the presentation of it, the music is fucking amazing. The whole style of it, the gameplay, I love everything about Halo. I don't. I will the, never understand the appeal of that series. <laughs> when you show me Halo, when you show me the Halo Infinite Next Generation engine trailer, mm -hmm. and you're showing this beautiful lush environment that seems to go forever in every direction. And then you call the game Halo Infinite. The the idea that it essentially ingrains in my head is you're going to give me an actual Halo, and it's going to be an open world game. And because of your amazingly fast hard drive or whatever on your next generation consoles, you're going to be able to render an entire Halo, and let me play on it in real time. That's what I wanted. 
But if you tell me that that's going to be able to happen on the Xbox One, then I think that you're going to have to cut corners and it's going to feel more like a normal Halo game. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. At the end of the day, I ain't buying it. I ain't buying Halo. <laughs> no, nobody's buying Halo. I mean, are you are you going to buy a month of, of Game Pass to try it out? Possibly. And does that make Phil Spencer happy that I that I buy a month every once in a while just to see what's happening in his market? Yeah, because remember, their goal is to get you to be in their ecosystem, not to buy their consoles. But okay, so I'm I'm in your ecosystem and I'm paying like I'll pay ten bucks every couple of months. Well, they're they're bank they're but trying to, buy, they're trying to hope for I the won't fact buy that my you games the, on your console. They're hoping that you do the whole subscription thing. I was like, oh, I signed up for this thing. Oh, I forgot. I I should cancel it. Let me go. Let it go for another six months. You know, it's no. it's that. At the beginning of COVID, I bought a bunch of Pop-Tarts boxes, and, like, two of the boxes have free free months, like, free one month, two months. So I just put in those codes whenever I'm bored or curious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, I haven't touched my Xbox in a while. I'm still I'm yeah. still flabbergasted that you got the the 1X. The day they announced the 1X, like, when they were, it's like, we're revealing Project Scorpio. The day after that, I bought an Xbox One S because I was like, oh, I finally see what the X is. I can buy the S now. I will be happy. I don't need that X. No, I mean I would. I had a. I had a. I had a PS4. Yeah. I traded that in to get the Pro, and then it was. I probably about a year, year and a half after that, is when I. I just happened to have the money laying around for yeah. it, and I was there. I found. I found a white Xbox One X, for like four hundred. I, I mean, I think less than four hundred bucks because of some like, deal like a. Black Friday deal or something. Yeah, no, with, with me, so it was like, it was in the middle of E3. They revealed the Xbox thing, and then the next day, we are going to Rudy's house to record for E3. I stopped off at Best Buy. I bought an Xbox One S, and the guy tried to sell me on the X. I told him why I preferred the S, why I think it was better, and then I gave him a business card for our podcast, and I left. <laughs> <laughs> that guy probably hates you. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious! Because he, he he was coming at me with like all these different games. I was like, man, I know I know games. I understand what I'm doing. There's a reason why I'm doing this. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Hopefully he's listening. <laughs> that was not to you, Bob. That was the worst. As a kid, like, as a kid that uh, I'm sure, like like us when we would we were like reading IGN and shit mm-hmm. when we were younger. You would go into like a Walmart or a Target, and you'd be like, hey, like I'm trying to pick up this game, and like some like i don't know 20 something pothead would look me in the face and be like oh that hasn't come out yet and i'm like no yeah it has yeah. please and like no no no, that's like next week i'm like dude it came out today give me the fuck <laughs> i was like listen in the future we're gonna have we're gonna have phones that have the internet on them and i could pull it up and tell you that it comes out today <laughs> so just go in the fucking back and get me my game he goes to the back, like, "Hey, Pete, that kid's back again." <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um, we good? Yeah. Yeah, I think we good. Yeah. Oh, I, ju- I just shit. hope Xbox delivers. That's all. Yeah, it's gonna be the, like Rusty said. This is either gonna be their nail in the coffin or their gonna make Sony, boost in Sony competition. Sweat. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I, think I, either way. I don't think Sony sweats um that much, but. We'll see. You know, I'll be sad if they don't make weird. Sony sweat. What I'm really actually hoping for, as much as I like to hate on Xbox, I only hate on them because they didn't give me beautiful games. If they, if they come out and they show amazing games, exciting games, it's going to get really exciting for all gamers because it's going to force Sony to stop 
being so cocky yep. and not doing mm-hmm. things that it like they don't do Game Pass shit because they don't need to. So yeah. if you put a little pressure on Sony, they're suddenly like our services will get a lot better yep. on the PlayStation side if Xbox shows really impressive stuff. That's what I yeah, say, man. We've been Always saying a competition, competition yeah. breeds yeah. Um, better service for the consumer. Yep. So, so, yeah, yeah, that's what, that's why I want them to deliver, it, you know. And yeah. Evolver Digital, keep it, keep it in you, you know. <laughs> keep. I don't want to say it. Um, thank you for listening to Los Wise Guys podcast. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, uh, like, subscribe, share, rate, and review. Um, and any final thoughts, guys? No, just excited no. for Thursday. Um, yeah, let's fucking do yeah, it, Xbox. I hope, I hope they uh, bring it. Yeah. All right. Thank you, and have a great week.